Did you hear that? What? What? That. That noise. Was that the horror comedy podcast? With Jake and Haley, Sundays and Wednesdays. The only podcast where we get high and try to scare you and share short, scary stories. Contains marijuana. Keep away from children. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. It's time for a mini episode. My name is Haley. I am the host of the Horror Comedy Podcast, and today is my special day to spend time with you. I'm going to tell you a short, scary story that I found on the internet. And it's going to be creepy. It's going to make you uncomfortable. If you have kids, it's going to make you want to hold them just a little bit closer. Or maybe push them farther away. I guess it depends what message you take from the story. I do want to tell you that this week deals with some difficult subjects. If you're like me and you grew up in the golden age of the internet, say 2008 to 2011, when all these new social media networks were coming out, You've probably been given the internet safety talk, where your parents told you that basically everyone on the internet that you would ever meet was a creep. Listen to today's mini-episode with discretion, because there are some pretty disturbing themes, such as childhood abuse and neglect, as well as internet predators, grooming. Um, I can't really tell you a whole lot more without giving it away, but I think you get it. Today's story is a true cautionary tale, as well as very fucking scary. So I'm going to tell you this story, exactly how I found it on the Paranormal Board of 4chan by an anonymous user. I'm just going to read it in their words. Hey, X, do you want to hear a fucked up story? Obligatory background. I was 14 at the time in 2008. World of Warcraft, MySpace, Blogger, the internet was in its prime. It was sort of my only lifeline. My dad was a violent drunk. He was a Christian fundamentalist, meaning we went to church three times a week at the minimum. And everything was very fire and brimstone with him. He ruled the house with an iron fist. If me or my mom acted bad, it was him screaming in our faces for hours at best, or getting beat the fuck up by this drunk bozo at worst. He was a narcissist who manipulated and never took accountability for his actions. I love my mother, but she was very weak. She cried all the time. She depended on me for her emotional needs. All this to say, they barely raised me. I minimized every feeling I had and became very sneaky to get around the oppressive, abusive atmosphere. I was desperate for something that would make me feel like a real person. All three of us lived in a one-bedroom apartment. What the fuck, right? It was a really hard age to have no privacy. I had no privacy. I had no internet, no cable, no books where I might accidentally catch a glimpse of a nipple. Nothing. They believed in a whole lot of sins that would apparently not happen to me if I had no room or privacy to do anything. They were very restrictive about media in that way. Music and books and certainly movies. 
The good news is that our apartment was directly over a cafe that had a few desktop computers that were available for use. I spent a lot of time down there doing school projects. Really, I was playing World of Warcraft, which just released a new expansion pack that was fucking sweet, or working on a cool custom MySpace layout, or commenting on cute girls' pictures. Luckily, most of the employees at my cafe were my age, or just a little bit older, and they didn't care what the hell I was doing there. Some of them even became kind of buddies with me, like Frank, the cashier who was working his way through community college. One day, after school, after checking in with my parents to make sure nothing was on fire and I wasn't in trouble, I went down to the cafe and I sat down at my usual computer. You've got mail. I had a friend request on MySpace from a girl I'd never seen before. She was really interesting. Her username was something stupid like raw edgy or something. And I remember her pictures being so different than other girls I had seen. She had long, jet black hair that she pinned at the side to create a heavy, side-swept bang that covered half of her face. That wasn't the unique part. The unique part was that instead of having selfies with dumb angles, she had pictures that looked professional. Not in a model way. Now that I'm older, I can positively identify these as glamour shots. I guess I should have thought it was weird. But in these pictures, she was leaning on some shitty Halloween decorations and she had a beautiful, curvy body and her face was glowy and hauntingly beautiful. She was wearing clothes typical for the time, which is embarrassing now because it was like striped fingerless gloves and skinny jeans. She lived in my town and she was my age. I couldn't believe my luck. We started to talk and it was unbelievable. She knew exactly what to say to me. She was an avid World of Warcraft player, too. She even played the same class and race as me. She had a similar, if not exactly the same, taste in music that I had. She said that her parents were also Christian fundamentalists. She told me her name was Mary. Mary was also being abused at home. I asked her why I never saw her in school, and she said it's because she was homeschooled by her parents. We talked every day for two weeks before we made a secret plan to meet. I felt like we were Romeo and Juliet, like we were fucking star-crossed lovers. The plan was really simple. We were going to wait until Sunday, after we both got out of church, and then I would ask my parents if I could go to the cafe to work on a project for Monday. Meanwhile, she would tell her parents that she was going to meet with her Girl Scout troop, and then we would meet up together at the cafe. It was time to meet Mary. I waited. An hour went by. My heart started to break. I knew I'd have to go home in 30 or 45 minutes tops. And that's when Mary walked in. She looked different than I thought she would. It's kind of hard to explain. She looked Asian, which I didn't notice in her pictures. And she was taller than me by four inches. She was curvy. Actually, she was a little bit chubby which I also didn't notice in her pictures. Her bangs really did cover like half of her face, which was so pale, I couldn't believe it. We didn't miss, we didn't miss a beat. We got along great. She was very straightforward about her sexual desires for me. I had a huge pubescent boner for her in my pants and my heart. She was my first love. She was beautiful. We hung out for 30 minutes before I had to go. We continued meeting like this as often as we could. It was like a dream. 
until one day when we made plans to meet up and I got stuck late at my Bible study group, which made me about 10 minutes late for meeting up with Mary. I ran straight from Bible study and I took back streets to try to cut down on some time. When I was about two blocks away, I saw a black Oldsmobile pull over and park and I saw Mary get out. I stopped running. I watched her start to walk up I did a double take. It was definitely her. I called out her name. and When she saw me, she instantly started to cry. She was sobbing. She was saying she was sorry. She tried to go back to her car, but I put myself in her way and asked her what the fuck. Like, why was she hiding that she could drive? Mary sobbed and she broke down in my arms. She told me that she had been lying to me. She was actually 17, not 14 and she had her driver's license. I comforted her and we sat in the car together for a while. I won't go into detail, but I had my first sexual encounter that day. Mary made me, like, pretty happy, I'll say. The next week, we had the same plan except for we would just meet up in her car instead, and we fooled around. This was the first time I saw a naked woman. She had a harsh scar above her fupa area. Okay, so, side note. Like, he is talking about, like, your pubis, okay? I know, teehee, funny word. But if you don't know, that's from, like, a Lonely Island song or something from, like, the early 2000s. And a fupa, it stands for fat upper pussy area. Okay, so a little education lesson for you. All right, let's keep going now. Um, when I noticed, when she saw me notice it, she covered it up, cried, and said that it was a result of abuse. She would never let me touch her. She was very giving with me. After that, we just semi-cuddled with the seats reclined, and we had a deep conversation. I told her about my dad, how I didn't have any privacy, how my parents controlled me, and we started to cry together. And then cold as ice, she said, we should kill your parents. Mary was a really intense girl. She said some intense things to me all the time about how her love was like the sun and that kind of bullshit. But even for Mary, that was a really extreme thing to say. My mind raced. She kept talking about how she could help me kill them. She could bring me what I needed to make sure that they were dead and it would look like a murder-suicide. She went on to say that, you know, if my parents were gone, then we could keep each other safe, and we could run away together. I felt sick. I got myself together, and I sat straight up. When I looked at the clock in her car, I realized it was also almost an hour later than I told my parents I'd be home. I started to panic, and I told Mary I had to go. She started to cry, but I got out of her car, and I ran back to my house. My dad had already been down to the cafe and found out that I wasn't there, and he was pissed. When I got home, my dad was lost in a rage. I got beat that night, and it only got worse when my parents saw the hickey on my neck. It sucks, you know? When you're a kid and something like this happens, all you think is, please stop. I don't want to make it about that. I just want you to know how much trouble I was in. No more cafe for me. My social life, already non-existent, was even less than it was before. Same with my privacy. 
I wasn't able to go anywhere without one of my parents for a long time, for like over a year. By the time I got on MySpace again, Mary's profile was gone. It was like she never existed. Frank didn't talk to me anymore when I was finally allowed to go back to the cafe. He dodged all of my questions about Mary. Seemed like he just didn't like me anymore. Life went on, and I moved out at 18. Years went by. I forgot about Mary, in a sense. I stopped talking to my parents. That was painful. Then COVID hit. My dad is now disabled, and my mom's job laid her off. They still live in the apartment, and since they were such long-term tenants, their landlord worked something out with them. My mother reached out to me two months ago in December to ask me to help them pay off a lump sum and turn to be forgiven for the rest of the balance. I agreed, and my mother said that she'd get in touch with the landlord and let me know where to make the payment. The next day, I was told to meet the landlord in the cafe downstairs. I got there, and I was annoyed that the landlord wasn't there on time. I was on edge even being there. It brought back a lot of memories, although it was completely remodeled inside to a shitty coffee chain. That's when the landlord walked in. She was the same height as me. She had jet black hair. She was Asian. She was chubby and curvy and at least 40. When she looked at me in the eyes, I almost shit my pants. It was definitely Mary. Mary? No, she said. My name's Kim. It's nice to meet you, Anon. I was so flustered. She knew my name. She said it in that voice I hadn't heard in 13 years. I gave her the envelope and she wrote me a receipt on one of those carbon receipt books. I stared at her while she filled out the details and almost exactly in tune with me, she broke into a sweat. She gave me my copy and rushed out of the cafe. I watched her get back into her black Oldsmobile and drive away. The same exact car she drove 13 years earlier. The same car where my unit made its virgin entry into a vessel for the first time. Later I found out that my mom hadn't mentioned my name in the texts between her and Kim. She referred to me by her son and not by my name. I'm not sure if my mom told her my name on an earlier occasion from when I lived there all those years ago or I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. The truth is obvious and painful. This woman, Kim, Mary, whatever you want to call her, she probably looked at the history on the computer I used. From there, she made the MySpace. She probably looked young for her age. Maybe she went shopping and changed her hair just for me. The glamour shots were just what she thought was cool because she was fucking old. Once we were MySpace friends, she could see all of my favorite bands and interests, so it would be easy for her to copy me there. It was easy for her to figure out what I was into and just mirror that back to me. As my parents' landlord, she probably knew that they had problems. She mirrored that to me too. She also did the classic trademark of liars, which is when she let me catch her in a smaller lie so she could admit to that, satisfy my like, hmm, this person is fucking lying feeling without actually telling me the real truth. The first time, years later, when I saw a C-section scar, I screamed inside. Mary didn't have a horrific scar from childhood abuse. 
Mary had a fucking C-section. That's why she would never let me touch her. She just looked young. Even the last time I saw her, she still looked young. I could tell she was about 40, and it makes me sick to think that she might actually be older than 40 now. I never felt like Mary harmed me at all until I met her again. I hope I never see her again in my life. And that's the story of how a landlord groomed me through the internet to prey on me in her shitty old car, which she maybe on purpose taunted me with 13 years later when I realized that she was actually a predator who was dramatically older than she told me she was. The thing that haunts me, though, is the last time I saw her way back then. What would have happened if I said, yes, I want you to help me kill my parents? What the fuck would have happened? I feel like she was going to keep me in a basement forever if I did it, or just let me go down for the murders so that I didn't get her in trouble. There are monsters out there, and they look more human than you'd expect, and way closer than you'd think. Hey, I don't know if you guys have kids, but... uh. I don't know, just make sure you're not rude to them so that they can actually talk to you. Um, because, yeah, like OP said, I mean, if you are really shitty to your kids and you're really strict with them and you don't give them room, they just learn how to be sneaky. It sucks ass, but it's true. And then if they're being sneaky, they can never come to you with the truth. Mm, sorry. Also, Mary's a big fat fucking creep. Uh, we hope that OP is in a better place now because that sounds rough. If you like the podcast, the best way to support us is to give us a rating or a review or just hang out with us on social media. All of the links are in our show notes. I'm not going to go through the whole ass list with you, but uh, you can also see all of the pictures and stupid memes I make on our Instagram at THC Podcast. I appreciate you guys. I hope that you were scared and I hope you remember to drink water. And uh, we'll see you on Sunday for a full-length episode. Goodbye.